of Meet the Metapreneur. Today, we are heading out to UK to have a conversation with Emma Hames, who is the founder of Cassette Monkeys. Welcome to the show, Emma. Hello, thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure and I've been following you on LinkedIn. I love what you're doing. So I thought it would be a good idea to have you on our show. So if I may request you, Emma, to please introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I'm Emma. Uh, my <clears throat> background is actually in science and teaching, um, but my first loves have always been the arts. Um, I've always loved music growing up. I was that kid in the playground that always had her headphones on and always daydreamed about playing music, writing music, performing music. Um, and painting as well has already also been a really big uh, part of my life. Um, I was born in the UK, but I've moved around a little bit. I lived in France for a while, which I kind of consider um, in some ways more my home. Um, and I got into Web3 um, kind of about a year and a half ago, I think, and was just blown away by the possibilities, the community, um, the innovation. Um, and I'm really excited about how that can transcend all these industries from, from science, education, the arts, psychology, mental health, tech. Um, it's just a fascinating time to be involved with this space. Oh, great. And uh, I was just curious to know how and why you decided on the name of your organization, Cassette Monkeys, what's the thought process that went behind it? Yeah, great question. Um, so as I say, I've always been a music lover, um, but there's something about cassette tapes that I just, I feel a magnetism towards, and I don't know if it's the nostalgia. Um, I love the fact that they're, they're kind of imperfect and glitchy in themselves, and I think it's the perfect symbolism for humans. Um, I sort of miss, as much as I love digital assets and streaming and the, the great quality we get from that, I miss the tangible sort of holding a vinyl record or a cassette tape or a CD in your hand and actually um, playing it. So um, that's the cassette side of things. And then uh, monkeys, I just feel are a, a great kind of fun way to um, cartoonize ourselves, I suppose, and deal with very world, uh, very real world issues in a in a fun, um, playful way. So Cassette Monkeys just felt like a, um, a sort of imaginative, creative way to deal with some of the issues that we're hoping to, to deal with. Interesting. Uh, so if you may elaborate a little more on, you know, what what is uh, the objective of Cassette Monkeys? What's the vision? Uh, what have you already achieved and what are the activities uh, that you are planning in the future? Yeah, so our mission essentially is to help help people help themselves, I think is probably the most succinct way to, to sum it up. Um, really, we're, we're a mental health um, project more than anything else. Um, health sovereignty, informed consent. These are very important to us um, and to me personally, the whole the whole kind of um, scenario and, and project was set up through my own health issues um, about 10 years ago when I had a, a coronavirus, which I wasn't aware of at the time. Um, wasn't COVID, but was, I guess, a, a sister version of that. 
and I went a year without being able to breathe properly. I was teacher training at the time and um, got through my postgrad degree somehow, um, but really was struggling to, to, to breathe by the end of it. Um, the weird thing was that doctors couldn't find anything wrong um, and told me that it was just in my head and it was just stress. So um, that was very surreal. And I, in the end, I got the opportunity to move to France and I thought, well, if it's just stress, the south of France is going to be the perfect cure and remedy for all of this. Um, great food, great wine, great sunshine. Um, that was my remedy. But of course, it didn't quite happen that way. Um, and about three months into moving there back in 2013, I think, um, doctors there found my lung capacity to be at 60%. Um, and I developed a kind of asthma off the back of, um, of this virus. So uh, fast forward a little bit later, I was put on an anti-anxiety medication due to the effects that had, had occurred from a year of not breathing properly, reduced oxygen, um and we now know that covid can cause anxiety in the brain due to the chemical shifts so i had very severe anxiety i was having panic attacks for the first time in my life um the sun looked like it was going to explode somebody closing a door sounded like a bomb going off and it was terrifying so obviously i trusted in the doctors as we all do um and they told me to take this medication and um that i would i, I needed it essentially so straight away i kind of felt a light go off in my brain. Um, I didn't want to be on it. Um, I felt like I was drugged up, but uh, the doctors refused to let me come off it. So I ended up staying on it for four years and they actually increased my dosage to the highest dose eventually. Um, and I was just struggling more and more. So I was having um, tachycardic episodes. <clears throat> I remember watching some of my uh, students at an architectural school doing a, a presentation and my, my heart was, was just going at crazy speeds and I didn't understand why. Um, and then it was happening when I was going for drinks with friends or dinner or that kind of thing. So in 2016, I decided to come back to the UK and try and find the answers. Um, I spoke a little bit of French, but not enough to really get through the, the medical um, stuff. I didn't want to risk uh, not knowing. So I came back and I found out that I should have been given the drug for one week maximum when I came back to the UK. Um, and uh, the same thing happened. I had two years of doctors telling me that nothing was wrong, that the drug wouldn't have um, harmed me in any way. Um, but I had decided that I was gonna call Turkey the drug and I felt like it was doing wrong, so I came off it. Um, and then in 2019, a paramedic um, told me uh, that I was going through something called benzodiazepine withdrawal, which is um, this class of drug that's very common, um, very dangerous for a lot of people. And um, I, then, I then saw a doctor, uh, a new doctor who said, um, we've essentially poisoned you, but there's nothing we can do about it. So by that time I'd had four years, um, had 35 ambulances in four years. Um, I had up to 40 to 60 symptoms every day. And I went from being kind of quite adventurous and outgoing and um, outgoing in, in the sense of wanting to live life and, um to not being able to really leave the flat or home or wherever i was staying for about four years so i, I was mostly isolated and housebound during that time and during that time music was the thing that i really credit with kind of enabling me to survive because there was no support outside of that um and so i decided to make a documentary film to raise awareness of what was going on um help support other people sadly a lot of people are committing suicide because of these drugs 
Uh, we know that one in three Americans alone are on this class of drugs. And we've just found out recently that 10 to 15% will end up with long-term injury from, uh, from these medications, which is roughly 10 million people a year. Um, and doctors, as evident by my own experience, doctors just don't know how to adequately deal with this by and large. And they're handing out these drugs that are very, very dangerous. Um, and people's lives are being turned upside down and ruined. So I wanted to kind of use my experience to help other people. And, and the narrative of the documentary, it's called Playing With Life, the soundtrack. The narrative is basically following the story of someone being housebound and, and feeling like life was sort of over to writing the songs for the, for the film, um, putting a band together and hopefully going on a, on a world tour. Um, and, and sort of along the theme of the comeback is stronger than the setback, if you like. Um, and raising awareness of what it means to be truly healthy and happy in this modern fast food, everything world that we live in. And that applies to medications. Um, so that's kind of the, the film. And then Cassette Monkeys really just became a brand for, for community building around the film. Um, and it's begun to be um, a really exciting brand and startup in its own right, where we want to equip people with the tools to be able to make decisions around their health um, their happiness, their well-being, and ultimately create the lives that they want despite despite the circumstances. That's an amazing uh, story right there. And um, I just want to ask you next, I mean, how many lives you think you've already touched? How big is your community? And what's the outreach program uh, that you have to uh, help people, you know, who are in this space? Uh, so yeah, you want to say something on that? Yeah, another great question. Um, so it's funny, I, so we're, we're very much at the beginning stages of our community outreach. Um, we have a very small but incredible community at the moment. Uh, we haven't really done much public facing um, outreach work to, at this point. Um, we've been sort of developing our team, developing the website, developing the strategy. However, we've just launched our own podcast series called Hashtag Press Play um and that's one of the, the sort of core things that we want to do to be able to share the messages and discussions and facilitate um curiosity around some of these issues um we also are beginning some soundboarding sessions where people can come and kind of soundboard their ideas their challenges at the moment that's for musicians but we're hoping to open that up further um, and, and then beginning some, some Twitter spaces where we can have those live Q and A's and discussions around. Um, so our tagline is creativity is the new healing. So really we're a spectrum um, with, with various team members on board with Cassette Monkeys who have different experiences in different areas from um, science to music, to entrepreneurship, to tech, um, to health and, and wellbeing. So um, we just really wanna start being more public facing and engaging with the community. Um, in terms of who we've helped so far, that's a really interesting question because despite what I've just said, um, it's, it's kind of been mind blowing for me that through a lot of the networking chats that I've done over the past few months, um, there's been a lot, a lot of calls where I've talked with people and they've said, oh, that's not Xanax, is it? That's, that's not Valium, that's, that's, that's another thing. And I said, that's exactly what it is. Um, and through these networking conversations have, have actually, um, I guess, begun helping people um, become more aware of what, what they're dealing with. So um, by default and by accident to some degree, it's already started happening in, in, in that sense. 
No, that's great. And uh, you know what I want to offer you uh, from my side is that we've got a few digital assets in the Web3 space. Uh, we are building a community called Meta Shapers. So I do invite you to join this community and also uh, invite uh, your community members to join us because we have a lot of like-minded people who are, uh, you know, uh, we are also, by the way, uh, having a webinar on 6th July, which is called Mindfulness in the Metaverse. And we will be addressing some of these issues. And uh, I do, again, recommend that you attend this webinar. And uh, at every you know, uh, conceivable opportunity, uh, I want to be committed in helping you uh, reach a larger audience because uh, what you're doing uh, is uh, incredible. I don't know too many people uh, who are working in the space in a very selfless uh, manner. But in some ways, it echoes the spirit of Web3, which is community building and collaboration. So uh, yeah, so uh, hats off to you. I really wish you all the best in your mission. And I will be happy, like I said, uh, to uh, you know, offer you this platform um, and everything else that we own in terms of a network on LinkedIn. Um, happy to reshare your stories. And uh, yeah, so uh, my last uh, bit uh, that I ask all my speakers is, is there any particular advice you would like to give to young entrepreneurs uh, in terms of entering the Web3 space? Are there certain do's and don'ts that come to your mind that you would like to share? Um, I think my advice that immediately came to mind, which isn't specific to Web3, but is um, relevant, is go with your gut intuition because and, and maybe that is relevant to web3 as well because um with web3 uh it's so new and it's so innovative that i think a lot of people feel like they know the way things should be done um and they'll give advice based on their experiences or what they've seen but it's not necessarily the you know the best thing for that person or that project and in all honesty from my life experience um when you know going back to the drugs for example these prescription medicines i knew intuitively that it was wrong that i did not want it but of course i listened to the 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 older adults around me telling me it was safe and and it's the same with everything when i look back on my life and i and i think about the things that kind of generally went well it tended to be the things where i just felt on a gut level that it was the right thing and likewise when my gut was kind of screaming out no don't do this um things kind of went awry. So gut intuition, keep your ears open for advice and take it on board, but always at the end of the day, go with what you feel is right. Surround yourself with people that believe in what you're doing, that encourage you. Um, energy is, is very important. You wanna have people that are positive with what you're doing and that build you up and that don't make you um, feel the opposite. So I think that, yeah, I think they're kind of my two main bits of, of advice. Yeah, that's great, great advice. And I just want to top it up by saying, uh, be open-hearted and, and always stay open-minded, right? Because uh, that really works. So thank you, Emma, for sharing your story. It's been a pleasure. Thank and you. I want to thank you for spending uh, you know, this time uh, with me. Uh, and I'm hoping our audience uh, uh, will uh, you know, love your story and share it in turn to their communities. So what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? 
Yeah, so we have uh, we have a Twitter, which is just at Cassette Monkeys. Uh, my personal Twitter link to that, in case anyone can't find it, is at uh, mjadehames. And then our website is um, cassette-monkeys.com. Super. So thank you once again. All the best and see you on the other side. Thank you. And thank you for hosting this. Absolutely. Have a good day. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.